Welcome, everyone, to the Unity Without Compromise radio show. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Latulip. And today, despite all that you might have thought about possibly this crazy pandemic being over, we are now being told that that is simply not the case. The Director General of the World Health Organization, Tedros Ghebreyesus, has told us that on, as of January 30th, the pandemic is officially not over. Now, that is somewhat concerning. Is this wishful thinking on the part of the WHO, or are they really telling us the truth? What are the facts? And that is what you need to know in order to live your life in a meaningful and happy way. So let's get into it. The World Health Organization decided that the COVID-19 pandemic must be still recognized and declared, despite it being three years since we have been dealing with this gain-of-function virus that has been patented, and also dealing with the effects of a jab called a vaccine that is anything but a vaccine by strict definition. Well, well, just in a time when a lot of nations are deciding, you know, it looks like it's over. After the Omicron strain, it seems like what we have always found to happen in nature, in the microbiological world, that is that virulent strains tend to become less virulent over time, is exactly what's happening right now. But that is not enough to convince the WHO that we are through with the pandemic. Now, why would they do that? When Japan just recently announced that they are reclassifying COVID-19 as something that is no different than the seasonal influenza or flu or rubella or chickenpox or anything of that sort. In other words, it's just another virus that we have to deal with and it's going to mutate and it's going to change from time to time. But so what? It's no longer a problem. But no, says Tedros, I agree with my assembled consortium that we must be on guard. Now, that should be very, very concerning to you because we have to ask ourselves, what do they mean? What are they really wanting to do? Because Tedros himself said, as you know, on Friday, the emergency committee met to consider whether that remains the case. In other words, is the pandemic over or not? And he says, the committee advised me that in its view, COVID-19 remains a global health emergency, and I agree. So this self-declared God feels that we need to keep our guard up and keep on the ongoing saga of rules and regulations and illegal mandates that have tormented the entire world, and of course done a lot more than that, and I'll get into it. So Tedros feels that we are still in a public health emergency of international concern. And that word international, of course, means global. 
And don't think for a second that the WHO is not tied into the global reset, into the Klaus Schwab club that wants to control every human being on the planet. The problem that we are dealing with is that right now, there have been about 13.1 billion doses of this toxic shot given globally. And that includes about 89% of healthcare workers and 81% of all people over 60 years of old who have actually completed at least the primary series. Now, that in the eyes of the World Health Organization is a really good thing, okay? Because the shot in their eyes means that we are accomplishing good things. We are somehow doing good to the world. And they state very plainly that significant progress has been made. But what progress are they talking about? So the World Health Organization is still urging countries to continue reporting surveillance and genomic sequences of viruses. Now, this is kind of a crazy thing because, you know, we've had all these viral strains for hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years, and we never once uh, really had any concern or interest in defining every little strain. I mean, what good does it do? Okay, we've got a new strain, a new variant. So what? Some strains are more virulent than others, and some require... Uh, treatment because uh, people have comorbidities. And so we treat the symptoms regardless of what that strain is. And the treatment is surprisingly pretty universal if you know what you're treating and if you know how to treat viral illness. And believe me, that was one of the most simple things in my medical practice throughout my entire career. But we have to be aware that they want to continue the implementation of countermeasures and they want to improve understanding. And that means they want to vaccinate the populations who are most at risk uh, for getting uh, severe illness resulting from the virus itself. But um, what are they doing? I mean, how do they define significant process? Well, they state it. They want, first of all, to have effective medical countermeasures. Now, what in your mind would be the greatest countermeasure to stopping the harm? Would it not be stopping the shot? Of course it would be. So significant progress would be made by stopping, pushing this toxic poison into your body that is destroying thousands and thousands, millions of people worldwide and killing off many, many thousands and many more to come. Other significant pro uh, progress in the eyes of the WHO is that they want to build a global capacity for genomic sequencing and geno genomic epidemiology. Now, again, that makes no sense whatsoever because 
So what if you identify every viral strain? And that's what they are saying that they have made progress in doing. Okay, so we can identify every single strain. Of course, you'll never see that strain. You'll never know the difference uh, oftentimes uh, of one strain from another because they, even though each virus has its own thumbprint, they have a lot of similarities. Influenza-like illness is influenza-like illness. You get sick, you get a headache, you get fever, GI symptoms, you feel achy all over, you feel malaise, you don't want to do anything, and you get a spiking fever early on that resolves in a few days, and then you just slowly recover, but much more quickly if you are treated for the viral illness. But they consider that just identifying every single strain is somehow progress. I assure you it is not. This is a lie. Another thing, a third point that they consider uh, significant progress is understanding how to manage the infodemic. Do you get that? That's called misinformation. They they want us to, they want to understand how to manage that. And they know how to do it. They censor truth tellers. It's as that as simple as that. The new informational ecosystem, uh, which includes social media platforms, must be censored. We have to have control of the information that you, the general public, hear. Because if you find out the truth, then there's no way we can control you. But those are the things that they call significant progress. Now, that should tip you into how evil is the World Health Organization. And the, uh, the director general, in agreeing that the pandemic must go on, is an absolute idiot, except that he's not an idiot in the accomplishment of evil. Please recognize that. The Pfizer debacle recently uh, was exposed by one of their own, and we saw that gain-of-function research to actively mutate viruses and then offer the cure for that mutated virus is a reality in their minds. Now, have they already done it? Well, yes, they have. They did it with the SARS-CoV-2 strain that initially was leaked uh, or intentionally released. We still don't know for a fact uh, from the Wuhan lab, but, but yes, it's already been done. And why would they not do it again when you consider the billions and billions of dollars that they have received as a reward for their evil. Of course they would do it again. And that was spelled out very clearly by one of their own scientists. So deception continues. And we see it in so many avenues, including in American medicine, um, that is under the direct influence of the World Health Organization. Most people do not realize that the WHO produces the International Classification of Diseases or the ICD codes, the billing codes that doctors use so that they can get reimbursed. And recently, those codes have been modified uh, for the 11th time, and they now include a code to determine your status of whether or not you have taken the COVID-19 vaccine, as they call it, or if you've only been partially vaccinated or, uh, or fully vaccinated. So they want to know who you are who are 
disobeying your government by not taking the shot. Because if you are resisting that, you are a rebel of the state. You are dangerous. You are a conspiracy theorist. You are evil and you must be dealt with. And I guarantee you that's what they're after. However, however, evil does not ever prevail and resistance right now is building in a tremendous way. And I'm so excited to see that because I myself personally have paid a horrible price for taking a stand to tell the truth, to tell the world that they are trying to take you down, that something is not right because nothing was adding up. Take a look at the sudden deaths that are occurring time after time after time. They are continuing and many are being persuaded that maybe taking these boosters are not such a good idea. And that includes, of course, many athletes, because we are watching them publicly drop dead or near dead. And we know, for example, that the athletes, at least 95% of them have taken the shot because it was forced upon them in order to play. They were pressured to take the shots. And the same thing goes for medical doctors. If you wanted to keep your job in the big system of organized medicine in every hospital in America, you were told that you have to take the shot. No questions asked, do it. And most doctors by far did it. And now guess what? They are scared. I wonder if they should be. We'll take a look at that. But sudden deaths are now increasing to the point that virtually everybody has been affected in some kind of way. And so the resistance does build. The growing number of doctors who are saying themselves they won't get the COVID booster simply because there is a complete lack of clinical trial evidence. They're saying uh, one guy, Dr. Todd Lee, an infectious disease expert at McGill University, wrote on Twitter, quote, I have taken my last COVID vaccine without RTC, that's randomized controlled trial level evidence. It will reduce my risk of severe disease. Now, don't hold your breath, Dr. Todd Lee, because you will never find any such evidence because it does not exist. We know that this so-called vaccine is toxic and it does nothing good whatsoever for the human body. So doctors are becoming reluctant because they themselves are seeing the deaths and you can't ignore it. After a certain point, you just got to realize that, you know what, it, it, this is a dangerous thing to do and I'm being forced to take it against my will and that's it. I'm drawing the line. I am saying no, regardless of what the CDC says, CDC, what, regardless of what the World Health Organization says and the FDA. Why? Because they are all conniving. They are all deceiving. And we are the ones who are all paying the price who submit to such horrors. But the resistance does grow. The Washington State University requirement for students getting vaccinated is going to end beginning with their summer session this year. 
Of course, it doesn't affect everybody because they say that the vaccine requirements are unchanged for WSU health sciences students. Now, that makes no sense at all, because if all the other students do not require to be vaccinated, why would a small sector of students be required? Because they will be interacting with all the unjabbed people. Um, This is all political. You have to recognize it, that this is nothing more than dirty politics. But I'm happy to see that a liberal state university, Washington State University, is saying, that's it. We're ending it because you know what? We're seeing the evidence by ourselves. It can no longer be hidden from us. But they state, we continue to follow the best available evidence from local, state, and national public health authorities, just as we have done throughout the pandemic. Now, there's another lie. They have not followed the best evidence. They had followed the evidence blindly that they chose to follow because of their presuppositions. They believed that the government meant them to be protected. The government was looking out for their good. They notice noticed also that the severity of the COVID-19 infections and the associated strain on the healthcare system has continued to diminish through the end of 2022. So again, what good is taking a shot when you're getting nothing but a common cold or at worst, an influenza-like illness that can easily be treated because it always has been easily treated. It doesn't mean that some people won't succumb to it or die from it because of a secondary bacterial pneumonia or some other reason because of comorbidities like heart failure, other heart or lung conditions, emphysema. But the point is that COVID-19 is gone. The SARS-CoV-2 strain is gone. It is diluted. It has mutated to the point that is no longer a threat, even though it was a bioweapon planned to implement the so-called vaccine program. And we have to always keep those kind of things in mind. The doctors are coming to their right minds. Even the Canadian Medical Association was employed to end their vaccine mandates. Dr. William Makis, who's a nuclear medicine physician, points out that Canadian doctors under 50 who died had doubled uh, compared to the number of deaths from 2019 to 2020. What changed? They got jabbed. Shockingly, he says doctor deaths under age 40 are fivefold higher and doctor deaths under age 30 are eightfold higher. You see, doctors are dying because doctors were forced probably more than any other group of people, except perhaps the Chinese, to take the shot. And the doctors are dying, and they themselves are saying, the those who survive, saying, you know, maybe this is not such a good idea. So I'm very excited to see this resistance building. And I'm excited to see that more doctors are refusing the COVID-19 booster shots because they don't want to die. And that will make a statement hopefully for other people, hopefully these doctors will stop providing misinformation and disinformation to their own patients, realizing, oops, I was wrong. I made a mistake. I was siding with the enemy 
who seeks to destroy us. And you can call it nothing but that. The shot is a bioweapon. We have seen athletes dying. Over the past two years, from 2021 to 2022, more than 1,650 professionals and amateur athletes have collapsed due to cardiac events. Myocarditis is doing athletes in because of their physical exertion, which normally would be nothing whatsoever, no threat whatsoever to these people. And of those 1,650, 1,148 of them proved fatal. They died. The majority died from these adverse events. We saw that with the Mar Hamlet. There is no doubt about it that Commodio Cordis, the condition that was suggested for his collapse, has never been seen before in professional football. Never. It occurs with baseball players who get hit, struck in the mid-chest with a hardball. That is what can cause that, but it's never been seen before in football. So what do you think are the chances that he suffered this kind of a problem? The most common problem in all athletes with regard to heart conditions actually de derives from a condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is an abnormal thickening of the heart, and therefore it becomes more difficult to perfuse heart tissue with blood when there is a physical stress on the heart from heavy exertion, as we see in professional sports and even high school sports. So we need to recognize that something is very, very wrong. And the World Health Organization may plan to lead the way in this pandemic proliferation strategy, but it ought not to work because we simply should not follow them. They are leading us down the primrose path, which is the path to destruction. The fact is that many freedom doctors are, are continuing to testify, to inform the public, and they continue to suffer persecution for simply spreading the truth. I hope you will give them their due respect and help us to recruit other doctors who will simply see the light and say, let's get back to real science. When we do that, we will recognize that the pandemic is long over. What is not over, however, is the planned pandemic. The planned pandemic continues, and that is exactly what the World Health Organization is striving to do. Keep it alive because it has been so successful in every way in controlling you and I, in destroying many nations and many people. The pandemic is over. The pandemic is not. They will now push the bivalent jab, which is just another shot, in a messenger RNA shot injection that is very, very toxic. The, these shots do not stop infections. Remember that. They don't stop transmission. They work against new mutants, and they possibly cause new mutants to develop simply because there is a strain on the virus to survive. 
they convert they confer no immunity whatsoever and they don't reduce the symptoms these shots any shots including the new proposed bivalent jab that is now being encouraged to be given annually just like the flu shot which is about as worthless and likely just as dangerous because who knows what they are putting into that shot right now it is completely worthless and if you've been listening Bill Gates, its greatest advocate, just really sold off his company and said the same thing. Look, they don't do anything for you. They just don't work. We need something new. And he's on to the next moneymaker and the next propaganda to deceive us further. And we must not believe him. And we also need to recognize that not only are these shots worthless, but they are very, very harmful. They are high risk. A lot of people have taken the shot, obviously, across the entire globe. 89% of healthcare workers. Should all these people who received the jab be living in fear? Should they? Well, what is there to fear? Well, the fear comes simply from one little thing, the spike protein that is in the shot. And the spike protein is disseminated because of the lipid nanoparticle technology that allows it to disseminate throughout the entire body into every organ of your body. So should they be afraid? Well, what does the spike protein do? It causes inflammation everywhere it goes in every organ of the body, including the brain, the genitalia, the sex organs, the ovaries, and the testicles. And it causes inflammation. Inflammation leads to scarring or fibrosis. But how much does it cause? And what about all those people who have no symptoms? Well, does that mean that they have no damage? The truth is we really don't have the full answer on that yet. But there recently was a Japanese study that showed that the it was called the de degradative effects of natokinase on spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2. Now they're talking about this natokinase as a possible treatment for long COVID or more likely for the enduring effects of the toxic shot. Well, what is it? it well, it's a proteolytic enzyme. It's a thrombolytic enzyme. So it's a clot busting enzyme and it breaks down protein. So the question is, will this natokinase enzyme help to destroy spike protein? Well, how long does spike protein last in the blood? Uh, our best guess is about three months from all that I've gathered. And when the damage has been done, uh, after several weeks, um, remember that when any tissue in the body is scarred, that scarring is irreversible. So to some extent, if you are a long COVID victim, or if you're suffering the long lasting effects of toxicity from the spike protein derived from the so-called vaccine, you are to some extent irreversibly damaged. But it doesn't mean that you will die from the shot. It doesn't mean that you should be living in fear, hopelessly worrying about when you're going to drop dead because the body does have an ability to repair itself and to regain function. And all we need to do is look at 
um, what happens in our liver when we drink alcohol, because alcohol is a toxin to the body and it must be removed from the body. And the liver has that function of detoxifying alcohol and removing it as a waste product in the body. Now, the liver has a tremendous amount of resilience, and it takes an awful lot to completely destroy the liver. So you can have some scarring in the liver and liver disease is staged according to the amount of fibrosis or scarring in that organ. So to say that you are absolutely going to die if you took two, three, four or, or more uh, COVID boosters is to say that, you know, you're, you're automatically dead. It's just a matter of time. Well, we cannot make that statement. That is not true. But my concern is that once the damage is done by the toxic protein, the spike protein, that damage is there and it's there forever. So beware and please, whatever you do, rule number one is refuse to take another shot. I personally do not trust any shots anymore in the healthcare system because I cannot trust my government. And anyone who decides to do so does so at their own risk. So please be aware of that and be wise in thinking about that. And when the World Health Organization continues to push these boosters, an annual COVID shot, think twice about taking that because the pandemic is over and we will see more evidence of that. But the pandemic, the attack on us as a world people is far from over. I'm going to take a short pause and I will be right back with you. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action 
and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining me today on Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latula. Today, I am speaking about the World Health Organization's intent to lead us on the Primrose Path toward the pandemic proliferation strategy that they have so hard pushed for a very deadly purpose. And I would encourage you, please, to access my former articles on americaoutloud.com. If you go there, you can see my prior podcasts as well. This program airs now at 5 p.m. Eastern time on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And please do spread the information because we are so desperately needing to get out the truth to people because deaths are building up. Deaths are piling up as we speak because of the evil that is forever being launched against us. Right now, if you go to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, you will read that as of December 23rd, 2022, they have reports of 33,334 post-jab deaths. There are also 26,045 cases of myocarditis and 15,970 heart attacks. Now, those heart attacks and myocarditis cases and deaths include all ages of people, including infants, young children, young high school athletes, and you don't necessarily have to be an athlete to die from it. But remember that the VAERS system... Uh, to report a case to it is not easy, and it is estimated that perhaps 1% of all cases are reported, which means that we probably likely have truthfully observed uh, maybe a million or two million cases uh, of, of deaths in America due to the COVID job. Sadly, we'll never know the answer to that, but we will continue to see the corpses stacking up because of it. And because of that happening right now, a lot of people are deciding that maybe it is time to resist. And I would strongly suggest that is true because if you have heard anything pertaining to these deaths and these injuries, you are really blessed because a lot of people and a lot of these stories have not reached the public's ear or eyes because of all the harsh censorship that continues to prevail, even on Twitter. Yes, Elon Musk has done some good, but let me tell you, speaking to the Freedom Doctors and others who have tried to get back on, they are still being censored. They are being banned again for simply speaking the truth. So we are handicapped. And so we count on you to get that information out there. So I would thank you in advance for doing so because we are at war. So despite uh, the number of deaths, despite all of the illnesses, many people are still not convinced that taking the shot is such a bad thing. Um, 
That may change because right now we are seeing that the FDA has been sued specifically for withholding COVID-19 VAC safety data. They are being sued by the Informed Consent Action Network. And I do hope and pray that they are successful because what used to be just common practice in medicine that is informed consent, that is no longer an issue in medicine. In fact, it is forbidden to tell the truth to your patients regarding risks, benefits, and alternative therapies, as well as what the procedure is all about. That is gone. And so you are totally blind when you are pressured by your doctor to take the shot. He is being forced to tell you that, even though he may not himself believe it. And therefore, I challenge you to question him. Would you take the shot? Have you taken the shot? Do you regret taking the shot? Are you afraid of dying because you took the shot? And you're trying to talk me into getting vaccinated again with a booster? You want my infant and my children to get a shot when kids are dropping dead after receiving it? See, this is how they need to be challenged because many of them do have a conscience. They're just cowards. They have compromised. They have sold their souls simply to save their own skin or to keep their own income coming in. And maybe who can blame them on that? I don't want to be their judge. It's a hard thing to lose a job, to lose your income, especially when you're a medical doctor. You've put a lot of training, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into your training. And it's a hard thing to just kiss that goodbye simply because you want to do the right thing and speak the truth. So there, I'm being honest about it. But what price are we willing to pay for freedom and for integrity? I will not sell my soul ever. But I'm thrilled to see that the FDA is being sued and the CDC also is being sued because they continue also to withhold information. The CDC has recently reported that they are aware of the reports of, quote, debilitating illnesses after the COVID-19 vaccine. So it's official that they have stated, yeah, we recognize the problem. In fact, uh, quoting them, the they say, with respect to reports of people experiencing debilitating illnesses, we are aware of these reports of people experiencing long-lasting health problems following COVID vaccination. This is Dr. Tom Shimabukuro, who is the director of the CDC's Immunization Safety Office. And he said this on January 26. Wow. Long-lasting health problems, like sudden death, right? Yeah, that's long-lasting. That's forever. And all the others who have received the shots and have suffered a cardiac event, you have a weakened heart. Your life will likely be shortened if you suffer a cardiac event. In fact, evidence is now mounting from studies showing that your lifespan will be shortened by taking the COVID shot. It's a sad testimony because your government did this to you. And I hope you're feeling angry right now because I sure am. Everybody knows friends and family members who blindly followed the Pied Piper. Many of them to their death. Many of them suffering long term from neurologic problems, cardiac problems, 
every problem imaginable, including infertility in the children. And some of those children aren't even aware that they are infertile because of the inflammation in the gonads caused by the spike protein. So this is absolutely devastating. They go on, the CDC goes on to say, this Dr. Tom Shimabukuro says, in some cases, the clinical presentation of people suffering these health problems is variable. And get this, no specific medical cause for the problems have been identified, right? Okay, you got to be kidding me. Now, this tells me that this man is a liar. He is self-deceived and he is deceiving everyone who receives this message. This is what has to stop. This is what we are up against, folks. We must not accept the message of what's causing the sudden deaths. It's so easy to prove. Look at what Steve Kirsch has been doing. Please, I would encourage you to follow this guy because he is from Silicon Valley. He received a couple of the shots himself and then realized, whoa, I have been duped. Now, he has challenged hundreds and hundreds of people to, to put him to the test. He has bet people a million dollars, say, let's have a debate and see who wins. And he hasn't so far been able to get someone to take on uh, his challenge. But the truth is the evidence is out there and we know that the shot is dangerous. We know that it kills. If you look at the death statistics, just the epidemiology from before and after the shot was released, you see some amazing changes in the death rates and in the case fatalities uh, pertaining to specific diseases like the cardiomyopathy, myocarditis, uh, strokes, clots causing severe debilitation in the legs from, from clots in, in the deep veins. Some people's lives have been destroyed. Some have had to have their legs amputated because of this. And there's so much evidence of debilitation that it simply cannot be ignored. And I think that that's why these these tainted agencies are actually coming out and saying, well, yeah, maybe there's something to this, but we still don't know what it is. And see, they are afraid to come out and say the truth of what they really already know. But why should they be afraid? Because right now, as of today, Big Pharma, all these pharmaceutical companies that know what they're doing, that knew ahead of time, the deaths that would transpire from the shots and all the injuries that would occur, they have zero accountability. And zero accountability means that there will be no punishment for the crimes that they've committed. Now, we need to get that to change. We do need a Nuremberg II style of trials to, to convict these people, try them, and if found guilty, Treat them according to the punishment they deserve. That is the purpose of government assigned by God. And to do any less is to neglect the people who have been severely victimized by these groups. So just who is the World 
health organization. Let's keep that in mind. What is their purpose and function? Well, United, they are a United Nations agency. They were founded in 1948, and their stated mission is, quote, to promote health, to keep the world safe, and serve the vulnerable. Do you think they have deviated from their mission? I would say they have. And if you doubt it, always, always look at where the money is. Who is funding the World Health Organization? Well, depending on the timing, as of June 30th, 2020, the United States provided some 15% of the WHO's funding. That funding to the World Health Organization was almost cut in half by President Donald Trump. And I was very excited to see that. So there was a big change between 28 and 2019 and 2020 and 2021. Who was second in line? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, followed by the UK. So when we consider that Bill and Melinda Gates are funding the World Health Organization in a huge way, that tells you there is a problem. The problem gets more severe and serious when you realize that several big pharmaceutical companies are also funding it, like GlaxoSmithKline, Sanofi Pasteur, and Hoffman LaRoche and company. So when you see that certain organizations are funding them, you have to come to the conclusion that, you know, the biggest financial contributors to the World Health Organization are the ones who are impacting what they say and what their overall message is. And I assure you that it is not according to their stated mission, or they would simply not be pushing this shot. The World Health organization is no longer interested in your health. They care not about keeping the world safe, and they are certainly not serving the vulnerable, but killing the vulnerable. And we have to acknowledge that. The biggest contributors in 2022 was the United States with $109.3 million. I guess that went up after the uh, illegitimate President Biden took office um, illegally. But you get the point. Uh, we are kind of in a world of trouble here because we are funding our enemies. Should we stop all the funding of the World Health Organization? Well, it's a tough one. Do they do some good? You know, despite all uh, of the accusations, I and those of us who are opposed to the COVID jab are not anti-vaxxers. The new definition of anti-vax means we are simply against being forced to take the COVID vaccine, which is not a vaccine. Remember that. And so we have to come to the conclusion that maybe the WHO is doing some good or has done some good. It is true that not all vaccines are bad. Some have done a lot of good. The whole issue that raises the question of, should I receive any other form of a jab again in my life is the issue of trust. Can I trust the World Health Organization to speak on behalf 
of my health? No, I cannot. I cannot trust the CDC, the FDA, or the World Health Organization for anything pertaining to my health because they have proven themselves to be irresponsible, to be evil. And right now, the World Health Organization is sponsored greatly by the World Economic Forum. They serve the global initiative, and we must acknowledge that. The WEF published the article, quote, why vaccinate access, why vaccination access is essential for ending COVID-19 and ensuring the global recovery. Hmm. You know what? They are connected to the wrong people. And what we need to acknowledge is that we who are under attack and who are silent are failing to do our job. See, what the world needs right now is new leadership. Because if the World Health Organization is leading the way to proliferate the pandemic strategy, we're in big trouble. The United States leadership needs restored. Some say it needs to be destroyed and started all over but it can be restored. The World Health Organization must not be the one leading the United States of America into a path that is only going to destroy us. A long time ago in history, a Baptist minister named Palmer Hartsoe quoted the poem, wrote the poem, As Goes America, So Goes the World, now, Hartzell lived from 1844 to 1932. He was an ordained minister, and that poem had a great impact in the world. And here we are now in a time when we have to ask ourselves, was he right? Is it true that if America falls, then the world is going to collapse? Well, I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes it sound like, well, who do we think we are? America, right? Are we so great? Well, we have been great. We once were very great, and we were once the great, world's greatest influence for good. And when Hartzell wrote this poem, I would say his statement was pretty true. But we are going to find out one way or another. The question is, which way is America going to go next? The next 23 months are going to be most telling. We've actually survived January, but look at everything that has happened in that short time. Are we going to survive another 23 months to the next 2024 election? Well, the next 23 months will tell us, I believe, who we are as a nation, what we will be doing. But I can guarantee you that the next 23 months will not only be most telling, but they will be most trying. Life is going to get harder for the great majority of us. Have you tried to purchase eggs lately? It's near impossible. I just spoke to my aunt in Oregon last night, and she said all the stores are out of eggs. And, of course, you've heard about the Connecticut chicken farm to mysteriously be burned up. 
how many farms have been destroyed? What are they doing to our food supply and why? Why is it that all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people who are reacting appropriately to the food shortage and buying their own chickens so they can get their own fresh supply of eggs, suddenly these chickens are not laying. What does that tell you about the feed supply? And when some people switched to a different feed source for their chickens, the chickens started laying eggs again. You see, we are going to start suffering a little bit. And it's such a funny thing that something like eggs that we have taken for granted for years because they were so readily available, all of a sudden we are finding ourselves without them. And look at the little chink in our lifestyle it creates. It makes life more difficult because we use eggs for everything and they are such an incredibly good source of protein and nutrients. And therefore, guess what? The FDA is probably going to tell you that they're bad for you. And so will the CDC, the World Health Organization, and all the rest of these entities that want to oppress you. So the food supply appears to be dwindling, but it's not dwindling for lack of resources. It's dwindling because they are taking it from us. They are destroying it in every way that they can. And so the next 23 months is going to be very, very trying for all of us. And we've got to decide what we are going to do about it. What it should do is encourage us to be tasked to perhaps join this fight and resist and fight this enemy. I went to Kerry Lake's rally on January 29th. As most of you know, she was the elected governor of Arizona. There is absolutely no doubt about that whatsoever. The illegitimate governor, Katie Hobbs, who is absolutely not the elected governor, is laughing in her face. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If we do not right this wrong, this is going to have an effect on us for the next election. We already have President Trump declaring that he will be running again for a second term. But what are the odds that he will be elected president, even if he is voted president? What I really appreciated about Kerry Lake is that she stated, I will never quit. Carrie Lake has a resolve. And having spoken with her several times, I know that she is a human being. I know that she has feelings. She is like you and I. But she understands the price that we sometimes have to pay for freedom. And because she is a mother, because she is a wife, and because she is an American, and because she understands the importance of freedom to perpetuate Christianity, to perpetuate honesty and justice, liberty for all, she is willing to fight. And I so admired her for that message because we all need to hear it. And we all need to acknowledge that like her, we must never, never quit. We must have the same resolve to right this wrong. And that's going to take a lot of leadership. And that leadership begins in your home. 
it begins by taking on the responsibility of being informed. And when you see injustice, don't just sit there, do something about it. Educate your family. It may cause conflicts. Be gentle, be loving, but don't be silent. Speak the truth and speak it often because the resistance is building simply because people are seeing the absolute truth. We need to have this resolve. The World Health Organization may indeed be leading the way in the pandemic proliferation strategy. But we, the people, can lead the way to freedom, back to freedom again. We can regain our free republic and once again make the Constitution our rule of law and our land. But it will take our action and it will take a desire to resist and to oppose this very sinister enemy. I hope you'll join me in doing that this week. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latulip. I wish you the very best week. Adieu.